The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Cousin Connection Podcast. Podcast. I didn't even acknowledge how perfect that was this time. You just, I did? just did. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sara. My name is Amir. And we just want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Um, today, we're doing a bit of a freestyle conversation. Amir mm-hmm. does not know what I'm about to speak Nada. about. Just go ahead. I could bring up makeup. He doesn't even know. I could talk hours about anything. You Let's don't know go. nothing about makeup, first of I all. I am a po- podcast pro at this point. <laughs> ten, ten episodes in. Okay, so this week, um, this is a topic that I am very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that, you know, I've casually mentioned to him, to mm-hmm. other people that I just have these conversations with. Yeah. But um, this week, I wanted to talk about how to bounce back after you have hit rock bottom Mm. and that's a very vague like it's a broad phrase because everybody's rock bottom is different exactly Mm -hmm. exactly you like said it out of my head does that make sense you You got that connection that's what this (laughs) for cousin connection (laughs) 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 um now I want to start off by asking you, and and this mm-hmm. is going to be one of those like vulnerable, like we're going to be honest as Go honest as ahead. possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you in your life have you ever felt like you have reached a point in rock bottom? Yeah, I feel like for my idea of what rock bottom is, I probably hit it twice in my life. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll go into this later. We're going to now. Mm-hmm. I feel like those were like the most, the best things that could have happened to me at those times of my life, wow. and like. They changed me for the better because when you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, which is up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the both times that I've hit for what I thought was rock bottom, Mm -hmm. I've learned the most from them. And I've I've evolved the most from those situations. Looking back now Mm -hmm. from where you are at this point, do you feel like if those situations were to happen to you now, would you still consider it as a rock bottom? Or do you feel like you're stronger now that it, it won't seem as if... Uh, no, I wouldn't. Now I wouldn't consider them rock bottom for if I take it into perspective of what I've seen from other people when they've hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it, it's definitely something that I, I think of in more of a positive light now. Mm-hmm. I don't think of it about it negatively at all. So you kind of see it like, you know, challenge accepted. Exactly. I got this. Yeah. How how did you deal with it? Like, did you like mm-hmm. what's your process? How do you go through dealing with that kind of thing? Well, like, um, 
when so the first time mm-hmm. i hit rock bottom was like well what i consider rock bottom was like right after my first year of university mm, oh my god like <laughs> this was a time where uh, i hated university <laughs> i wasn't doing any school work they were getting ready to kick me out and they were giving me like that second chance or whatever and again and i was like do i even want to do this anymore mm-hmm. that kind of thing and especially when you grow up in a household and we were speaking about this in previous podcasts, we grew up in a, in a community or household where your educational success is like number one Mm -hmm. priority. Mm -hmm. So that can feel like, like if you're not be successful in this, like what are you doing? Like just Mm -hmm. like you feel like you're not, uh, did you attribute your, you'd be your failure in everyone's eyes. Basically you, did you attribute like your self-worth to how you were doing at school? Yes. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing. Mm hmm. And that's why I feel like I learned a lot from that situation because what came out of that is that I took a break Mm -hmm. and then I chose what I wanted to do next. Yeah. And I didn't take in. And at that point, I was like, I think I I kind of explained to my parents exactly Mm -hmm. what I was going through at that time. And they understood, Okay, like maybe university isn't the only option kind of thing. Right. And that's why they the next step. Who drilled that into their heads? Yeah. Well, you know, it's the the immigrant uh yeah, plan true. right it's like that's you true. have a kid in this country you make sure they get a successful job so they can take care of you in the future and send money back home <laughs> yeah literally that's like the recipe for poster child mm-hmm. like if you want your oh and also because they can uh boast about it to all their other friends my child went to <laughs> university of toronto mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, definitely what did they do there though <laughs> they studied art okay mm-hmm. and even then art is a fantastic degree yeah whoever has one like you probably hella tell it mm-hmm. just saying but you know what i mean yeah um okay that's interesting mm-hmm. but yeah so like how how would you for that that was for the first experience what about the second one like how did you deal with that mm-hmm. well the second experience came down just to more of an, um, an emotional state mm-hmm. where i was thinking more like you know how you have a lot of those pressures in life like mm-hmm. you should be getting married like this was more recent this was maybe like two years ago three years ago something like that mm-hmm. but like you have all those thoughts in your mind and like i mentioned earlier i'm a very introspective person i get in my head a lot Mm -hmm. so as you're in your head and especially i think this is around winter where like you're Mm -hmm. you're by yourself a lot so you have a lot more time to kind of be in your head seasonal depression yes real thing yeah and it was really bad at that point because i was like you know i'm turning like what 27 i'm still not married like i have an okay job but Mm -hmm. maybe i'm not making as much as i thought i should be at this time Mm -hmm. um i don't really see what i'm going from here what Mm -hmm. i have to do next and a lot of these things that were in my head were coming from like outside pressure i I was just gonna ask you like is this pressure something you put on yourself because of what people were saying to you or was it someone really just saying amir Mm -hmm. like you have to do this and you have to do this and well yeah that's what a lot of the problems came from is was me listening to other people and taking that to heart mm. and like of course they all are looking out for the best the best for you right but eventually you have to be able to like look at yourself and say what do i want right and go from there and that's when and that's how I, what i learned from that situation to start thinking for myself mm. and stop and of course give some credence to what they're saying because they are still looking out for the, uh, the the best for you but at least uh don't forget about yourself and your own self-worth and happiness and all of that but how did you come out of that headspace because it's not mm-hmm. as simple as snapping your fingers saying yeah i'm not gonna listen to them i need to like do mm-hmm. me like it really takes a lot of work like how did you go from being at that rock bottom place mm-hmm. to then having a more positive outlook on that situation um honestly it, it just took 
well first thing it took time like yeah. i was just kind of um i guess another positive thing of being in your head a lot is mm-hmm. that you t- you trying to analyze why you're feeling this way mm-hmm. and things you can do to uh make it better put yourself in a like a better position so i started reading more of course mm. started uh praying more like outside of the applications just like praying more and i know it's probably not the same solution for everyone but this yeah. is just what i did um and reading really did help really reading was actually a big part of it like it mm. gave me a better perspective on life in general yeah and yeah just putting everything into perspective really helped like being like okay so no matter what i still kind of somewhat won the lottery in where i am in life like Mm -hmm. i'm in a first world country i don't have to worry about bombs falling on top of me that's true i don't have to worry about where my next meal is going to come from yeah like even though i might not be making the most money in the world there are a lot of people who are working for like less than a dollar a day so i think putting all that stuff in perspective really helped and just um kind of reinforcing those more positive thoughts yeah and and trying to push away a lot of those negative thoughts mm-hmm. and just that over time really just helped and also putting things more into my life like the first time that i felt like i hit rock bottom um i that's when i first started working out actually oh yeah so a big stress reliever because at this point i wasn't in school i was taking a break mm-hmm. but i felt like i need to do something outside of just working like a part-time job mm-hmm. so i started working out mm-hmm. and i started like you know doing more research into working out and essentially that's when my gym rat origin started (laughs) (laughs) you were dedicated yeah and honestly going to the gym is like changed my life for the better because like it changed your mindset Mm. it's really good just it's a mood changer yeah it's like a natural drug basically that you can do after you work out like you just feel naturally better yeah does did it help like with your confidence yeah exactly Mm. overall confidence to help with that uh i just feel like it, it just starting that having a routine yeah. having a routine i think that's what i'm trying to get at yeah having a routine really helped and i think also in that second time that i felt like i had rock bottom mm-hmm. that's maybe something else i can add to it i added more to my routine right that would distract me from those negative thoughts and eventually mm-hmm. lead me to more of a positive outlook on life do you think because the second time you developed this routine of reading mm-hmm. and possibly going on walks and just working out in general yeah do you feel like that saved you from hitting rock bottom during quarantine yeah definitely mm. having routine definitely saved me i feel like i was i'm so thankful that i had a routine before yeah. covid yeah yeah because if i didn't i feel like i would be in a lot of situations i would be in the same situation as a lot of people where they feel you know they put on that covid way they feel lost they mm. don't i feel like uh they don't know what they're doing like because everything where, that they thought going was normal was just taken away from them yeah and you're forced at home and you're like what do i do now <laughs> yeah and and a lot of things that part were part of my routine didn't re- involve other people. It was all like personal things, like working out, yeah. going on walks, reading. Right. Those are all personal things I had to do, so I didn't rely on other people for my own happiness. Mm-hmm. Solid answer. Yeah. Wow. Now I gotta ask you the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was so like that was really like just hearing your the evolution of your answer, mm-hmm. how it started off with like, and then it all and like everything kind of tied together towards the end, the way mm-hmm. that you just spoke about that. So I'm I'm pretty like mm-hmm. proud of you. See? Good job. <laughs> yeah so i guess a big thing that came out of that is just make sure to add if you feel like you're lost in some way start mm. adding some routine to your life and 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 start introducing more healthy um hobbies or or healthy lifestyle choices within that routine mm-hmm. like uh, adding routine to your meals to your working out to your 
I don't know, being outside, that kind of stuff. I don't know. I just feel like that stuff really helped. And it yeah. nat- you naturally want to be outside. So I feel like that's also a very positive thing to add to your but I think sometimes it's like when you're so used to doing something a certain way, mm-hmm. the thought of having to like change scares people. It does. The thought of having to now introduce a new hobby that you have to, first of all, teach yourself, like you have to learn to stick to it. Mm-hmm. That can be so overwhelming. So yeah. like, how would you say, like, how, how, do you how did you, yeah, how do you start? You start very small. Mm. Every time you start anything, never go all in at once. I know there's some people who are, able to do it yeah, you know, they're all in or nothing good for them <laughs> but honestly those are psychopaths average people <laughs> your everyday person will not be able to stick to anything if yeah. they go all in at once yeah so i say for anything you do just start off slowly mm-hmm. if you want to start um eating let's say you want to start eating properly yeah um you don't have to cut out your old diet completely mm. just maybe change one of your meals for that day and then stick mm. with whatever you're eating before and then eventually when you get used to eating that one meal you add you change two of your meals to something mm. a little bit more healthy and then of course over time you may maybe change your three third meal depending on how many meals you have a day right um and then when it comes to snacks it's yeah. like okay maybe you just well temptation is a big thing maybe <laughs> it's like next time you go to the grocery store just uh buy the snack that's like 10 calories less or something <laughs> like that i don't know i'm just trying to talk about this but in in other cases, let's say if you wanted to start reading, this is something more benign or like kind of just regular. Yeah. Start with literally just reading 10 minutes a day. That's nothing. Yeah. It feels like it's nothing, right? Yeah. But you were doing nothing. You weren't doing it before, True. but now you're doing it every day, right? And it's only 10 minutes. So for you, you're like, oh, it's nothing. I can do yeah. it no problem. Yeah. And then you say, okay, you know what? you get used to it i'm gonna do 15 minutes a day mm. and then you over time you're like i like reading i'm getting used to this let me add like 10 more minutes let's do 25 minutes a day yeah and eventually you get to a point where you're reading like for an hour a day and you feel like you're enjoying it mm. right so just even starting very small like you just said it's nothing right yeah. so if it's nothing then just do it if you if you want to do it of course uh even oh no actually there's some people who don't want to do it but if you feel like it's something good for you then yeah. at least start with something small and then expand on that over time the more you get used to it i think just like introducing something new to your daily routine yeah. is exciting and and that change although it might shock you because mm-hmm. it's not something you're used to yeah. it could really be good in terms of just your overall happiness like you're yeah. doing something new you're doing something productive mm-hmm. So that's that's good. Always advice. start small. I'm telling you right now, it's, it's a your Loki uh, thing. It works. <laughs> Motivational speaker <laughs> at this point. <laughs> hey, it's worked for me. That's how I started everything. I then started reading. Yeah. When I started working out, I was only working out once a week, and then I started increasing oh, really? that. Yeah, I wasn't working out that often oh. because I had uh, when I first started working out, I had um, one of my coworkers mm-hmm. who was going to a certain gym, so I just went to the same gym as him. Oh. so when he was there he would like show me a couple things here and there mm. and then I'll, and then um it was only that one day that i would see him so if i went when i started increase two days yeah i'll start experimenting myself and yeah. that's when i started finding out about like there are different types of working out like right. powerlifting bodybuilding i like powerlifting more because you just lifted more weight and you could see the change almost immediately uh but yeah just starting small always works honestly i, I found that it's a foolproof uh um, I feel motivated now. <laughs> I forget what the word is. Foolproof. Foolproof plan. plan? Yeah, I guess plan. There you go. Yes, <laughs> that's the way. Um, yeah, so I guess I should throw that question back onto you. So, 
what was the initial question that you even asked? I completely forgot. I asked you, like, how did you, like, have you ever experienced a rock bottom and how you overcame mm-hmm. it? Okay, how about you then? Have you ever experienced a rock bottom and how did you Child, overcome it? Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple times. Mm-hmm. A couple times I felt like I, I hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first times was actually also in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, it's, it was more so like just getting used to the adjustment of university life. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like a lot of my childhood and then teenage years were very sheltered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they try to prepare you in high school by saying like, oh, wait till you get to university. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole new world. Yeah. Um, but when I got there and I was alone, like I was very, very codependent on my friends in high school. Mm-hmm. So when I was on my own this time, I was like, you know, freaking out. Like yeah. I, I did not handle it in the first year i was struggling like Mm -hmm. big time um and then even in second year like my school honestly my school journey like i'll save that for another episode it's really (laughs) not that exciting but it that journey in university really (laughs) i would say like broke every ounce of confidence i've ever had in me Mm -hmm. and i i actually didn't overcome that rock bottom i was in like a constant state yeah of rock bottom throughout my entire un- university really yeah like i just you know fake it till you make it obviously yeah. i'm not gonna <laughs> show up like hey guys i'm like low-key dying mm-hmm. here and did you feel like that came from the same pressures that i mentioned earlier of like having to be successful and you know yeah. making your family proud by being in university that they could 100 uh, percent show 100%. about show all their friends about <laughs> or tell all their friends about i mean yeah mm-hmm. um it it was a mixture of that mm-hmm. and just like my own internal struggles. Like I was lacking self-confidence to like mm-hmm. the millionth degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I graduated, mm-hmm. I actually wasn't even like, I know a lot of people are excited. They're like, okay, let's enter the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so like, I didn't even want to go to my graduation. I didn't even care. Mm-hmm. Like I was like doing it because my parents really wanted me to go, yeah. you know? Um, and, and so I kind of just can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. So there's something that I feel like every university student feels like near the ending of their education, I guess. Like, did you feel like once I finish this and get my graduation, I'll be so happy? Yes. I'll be so relieved. I think that's called it's called something. It's called like um, I, I can't remember, but it's like don't put a destination to your happiness. Mm hmm. I think that's what it is. Something like that. That's a really good line. Maybe we can yeah. Use that. yeah. Yeah. For real mm-hmm. though. Don't put a destination. Cause if you say once I reach this step or once yeah. I get to this place, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. You know, you won't because mm-hmm. you're always going to be striving for more. You need to mm-hmm. learn how to be happy with your current state, mm-hmm. whatever you have, which I think you did like yeah. perfectly. And I commend you for that. Mashallah. Mm-hmm. Like that makes me so happy because mm-hmm. when you're like not content with where you're at mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like silently suffering for so long. Yeah you don't even recognize the blessings that you already have. Mm-hmm. And that was me. Yeah. So when I got to my graduation, I was like, like I don't even want to be here. I don't even care. Like, I, I didn't even care. I really mm-hmm. didn't. But I did it to make my parents happy. Yeah. Um, and then there's the the common struggle, which, you know, I can talk about it. I, I have no problem being vulnerable in this sense. But, mm-hmm. like, the struggle of finding a job in your field after mm-hmm. university. Oh, Especially my in this God. country. Like, I feel like you're so taken advantage of in this country when it comes to finding a job. I don't oh, know. yeah. And I mm-hmm. think that, like, the odds are stacked against us. There's, like, mm-hmm. thousands of us in the same degree, mm-hmm. 25 positions. Mm-hmm. What about everyone else yep. <laughs> who doesn't get it? Mm-hmm. So now you're, like, you know, working another job. It's not really your field. And mm-hmm. you're, like, whatever. I'll just do this for, like, a temporary yeah. time until I get something better. Yeah. 
and you're kind of just in that constant state yeah like you're just in a funk so for me my rock bottom lasted (laughs) it was in waves it was kind of like this but you know it lasted honestly for i would say like a four-year period four years so basically your whole university career like you're mentioning yeah like all of my young young adult years Mm -hmm. i was like not content in any way whatsoever Mm -hmm. it wasn't until um like so (laughs) go ahead (laughs) so awkward (laughs) okay okay guys just know that like we amir and i are really you know i hope you can see our authenticity through these podcasts because we we're really opening up and being vulnerable so that if if this reaches someone and they can relate like you're not alone in your struggle mm-hmm. is is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. um anyways after i graduated um i was working in something that had nothing like it wasn't even in my field mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know um naturally what happens you know for for a lot of i guess you know i can talk about just women in general, but mm-hmm. specifically in the East African community, mm-hmm. when you graduate, the the next question, question the next like stage in your life mm-hmm. is automatically like legit. My parents were like, "All right, so time for you to get married," mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just happened to be that that year, Sabri, yeah. like my brother, got married. Mm-hmm. So all eyes were on me at this point. Yeah, I'm like, she's let him do the wedding first, mm-hmm. like you know, let him settle in, and then you guys can harass me mm-hmm. next. Um. And so they had that pressure on me. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of uh, people my age who, who had already gotten married. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, come on, Sada. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like they're right. And so mm-hmm. now it's like they, they, didn't pre- they didn't bother me every day. Mm-hmm. But their comments here and there or people like other family members yeah. and stuff. When they say these things, it sticks in your head. Yeah. And it, doesn't, it might not affect you in the moment. But like mm-hmm. when you're like, you know, having those conversations in your head. Yeah. You're like why aren't I married? I'm, I'm now like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Like. So we had like a similar situation when I second time when I when I had felt those pressures, you started getting that pressure as well. Yeah. So you got a little bit at I guess a younger age or earlier? I mean, it started yeah. honestly ever since I turned like 19. They're like, all right. Yeah, I was okay, like, yeah. yo, chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me, let me. And, and the thing is, is that my mom has always been like finish school mm-hmm. and then get married. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not even, I'm not even allowed to like look at guys. Yeah. And you just want me to graduate. And is a guy just going to magically walk up to you guys and be like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to marry your daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense. So not like back home anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, not that I was even looking for a relationship because for me, Mm-hmm. After I graduated and, and all that, that year, I knew that I had a lot of self-work to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it. I just didn't know where to start. Yeah. That was my problem is I didn't know where to start. Like, what do I do? I go to therapy. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So I had that in the back of my mind. And then um, the next progression of my, like, the next stage of my life happened. Mm-hmm. And I got into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my head, I knew I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. this is naturally what's supposed to yeah. happen. Um, and so I kind of just dove head first, like, mm-hmm. whatever. I did what I had to do. And, um, you know, things happened and it just, it didn't end up working out. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Um, it didn't, it didn't end up working out. And then I, like, remember how I told you my rock bottom yeah. it was like a constant state? Now I really plummeted. <laughs> I went below rock bottom at this point. <laughs> because you were under the rock. I was or, under the. Or I guess, I don't know. Yeah, that didn't really make sense. Yeah, it didn't make sense because <laughs> you're already <laughs> just keep going, just keep going. 
<laughs> we'll just edit that out. Or maybe not. <laughs> no, they can hear how dumb I am. <laughs> I was below rock bottom yeah. at this point. And so, and it's, and it was really because it was a question that I asked you where I said, mm-hmm. did you feel like your success in school or work, mm-hmm. did you, did you attribute that to your self-worth? And I a hundred percent did. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now I had this failed engagement <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm a failure in life, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. Um, and so I, I plummeted at this point and I, cause I didn't work on myself before. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tried to, you know, have this relationship where I was like, should not have been mm-hmm. in. And, and so now I'm, I, I was like, um, you know, when you're playing Mario Kart mm-hmm. and you're doing the race yeah, and you fall off the racetrack and that hand picks you up and yeah. brings you back to a random spot in the race yeah the turtle dude yeah mm-hmm. that was me so i felt like i was on this course of life mm-hmm. i thought i was going in one direction right mm-hmm. and then i fell off the course mm-hmm. and then the hand just brought me back and put me in some random road and i was like where the f am i going yeah literally that was me i was like what am i doing mm-hmm. i need to get a new job like the job that i was working i didn't even like it yeah i was like severely depressed like mm-hmm. i just did not know what i was like i i couldn't even think into the next month into the future because yeah. i didn't know what was what i had in store mm-hmm. um and that's when you know after like a couple of months of like wallowing in my <laughs> sadness, <laughs> yeah i was like all right it's, it's time to like i gotta figure my shit out mm-hmm. you know um and so for me what i did was i first of all had to like check myself like why is it that i'm feeling this way obviously mm-hmm. you know you have a breakup like you deal yeah, with that and yeah. then everything else that came before that i also had to mm-hmm. deal with so to some people on the outside they're like damn that girl's really going through it. like mm-hmm. she's really that sad about a breakup mm-hmm. it, i wish i wish like it was just that yeah i wish yeah. it was just that because not that it was not that i'm <laughs> minimizing the pain of a breakup mm-hmm. but it was so much more than that yeah and everyone thought that i was like just crying over this one thing it's like man you if you only knew Mm -hmm. and it's like even if someone says what's wrong where do you begin like what do you even say like i didn't even know what was wrong i had to figure out Mm -hmm. what's what's wrong with me you know um and that's why i was telling you like when we spoke about the quarantine episode like a lot of people were worried and stuff Mm -hmm. uh when quarantine happened Mm i i really um I let like I I was happy that life slowed down because mm. it gave me the chance to like spend time with myself. Yeah, and like I know I know people hate when you know people preach about self love, but mm-hmm. like for once in my life, I was mm-hmm. like spending time with myself and really getting to know yeah. me. Like, mm-hmm. why was I this way? Like, why was I this way? Why did I feel like that? Mm-hmm. And for me, what worked was I actually did do some reading, but mm-hmm. I, not not too much. I did do some reading, but. It was mostly like I was listening to a lot of podcasts, mm. um, a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. I basically like became my own therapist. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not really conventional and a lot of people don't really um, uh, agree, agree with, with it or like approach. suggest it. Yeah. yeah. But it was something that worked for me because, you know, what, therapy is not for everyone. And yeah. I really I didn't want to go to a therapist without knowing how I truly felt. Because mm-hmm. if they say what's wrong, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say? yeah well they'll dig that out of you eventually i know they're professionals that's their job but like Mm -hmm. for me i didn't feel comfortable doing that Mm -hmm. so i was like let me let me try to do my this work on myself first Mm -hmm. and if i still feel like i still need to go yeah then i'll go Mm -hmm. but i i wanted to try myself first Mm -hmm. um and it took me time and and the biggest lesson that i learned was that your healing process is not linear Ah. like it's not something that like because at first Mm -hmm. in my mind i was like oh 
you know what I mean? I'm going to give myself six months and I'm going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Six months later, I wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. and that, that I took it hard because I, I put this pressure on myself Mm -hmm. now. Like, you know what I mean? And even people always say, Oh, you should travel after a breakup. I did that. And Mm -hmm. I, I remember on the plane, I was like, Oh, when I come back from this trip, I'm going to be so happy. Nah, that's not how it works. (laughs) (sighs) I was in for a reality check. (laughs) That plane ride back to Toronto. I was like, I hate my life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, the you know the biggest lesson that i learned from doing all of that work was that it's okay if if you have a bad day but as mm-hmm. you're healing the bad days become very few yeah and even if you have them you know how to deal with it now yeah. and and then i i started to shift my mind i can't remember what podcast i heard this from but the person that was speaking was saying you need to take your mindset and take it out of like oh i'm having a bad day cuz if you wake up and you're mm-hmm. like oh this is going to be a bad day then you will have a bad day but if mm-hmm. you're like Okay, this is a, this is a bad moment. This is a bad morning. Yeah. But the rest of the day could be great. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh, that's so true because mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. Like I'll say, yeah, I'm having a bad day, and I really just let the whole day be shitty. Yeah. But now, if I wake up and I'm not in a good mood, I'm like, hey, let me do something that's gonna boost my mood or put me yeah. in a better attitude so that I can have a great rest of the day. Yeah. So that instead was instead of wallowing in that little sadness. right, and I yeah. oh my god, I used to love like wallowing. <laughs> I was the type of person I would stab myself in the back and then twist the knife oh, and just no. suffer even more. Like I was that type of person, yeah. very sadistic, I know, mm-hmm. but I I loved it, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I also used to love like listening to really sad songs, like just things that like oh my god, you were pulling out like uh, I was trying to break my own heart. What's that singing in the rain? <laughs> Not singing in the rain, but the girl who's singing in the rain. Uh, is um, it jojo hillary oh, duff like hillary duff but there's that one that girl with the black hair that you really used to love oh ashley simpson. ashley simpson exactly <laughs> oh, i love her <laughs> i can't remember which song she made but just the way she looked i just feel like she would sing sad songs or something i don't know some of her songs are pretty sad mm-hmm. but yeah like in general i guess mm-hmm. this is to say like i remember the times where i could not see the light at the end i didn't even think there would be a light at the end i was just in the tunnel yeah not going anywhere i was just i stood still Mm -hmm. and i was like yep this is my life Mm -hmm. and eventually you know as you work on yourself you're digging yourself out of that tunnel yeah you start to see see little cracks yeah Yeah. and then you make it through the other side and you're like wow Mm -hmm. i'm so glad i didn't give up Mm -hmm. i'm so happy that i didn't yeah and then when you look back at it you're like okay i learned a lot like Oh, yeah. You'd be a completely different person if you didn't go through that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. I think I was very, my naiveness and and the fact that I was very sheltered put me in that position. It's it's okay. It's a learning experience. And I think everything is written and meant to happen to you Mm -hmm. in order for you to grow as a person, to learn these lessons. Um, And I think one point that you brought up on was you just getting closer in terms of like your deen, like Mm -hmm. you, you really strengthened your iman, your faith. Yeah. That was something that I did and it really, I saw the difference within myself mm-hmm. and it just, it all comes down to just like being appreciative of the blessings that we yeah. have. Being grateful. Being I'm grateful. actually wearing a shirt right now. It says, yeah, I like that shirt. What does it say on the back actually? Let me see. A second. I don't know what it says. Good is everywhere. You just have to look. Wait. Oh, you just have to look and then it says grateful. There you go. I like that shirt. Where'd you get it? Uh, they could, I think the, co- the company is actually called Grateful Apparel. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. So, you know, I like to wear mes- shirts with like, you know, reinforcing message. good messages on them. I like it. Yeah. But uh, I think, so one thing we can do, we can kind of point out here is the common denominator here is that a lot of our issues came down to outside pressure instead of 
like something internal. Like I feel like the reason that we hit rock bottom or felt like we were hitting rock bottom is because we weren't living up to the living up to the expectations mm. of the people that were putting that pressure on us right but for me i mm-hmm. subliminally put those pressures on myself too mm-hmm. like my parents weren't the type to like harass me daily or weekly yeah. you know what i mean like but they, they don't realize it. the small things that they say actually yeah. it you know, shifted the way that i thought yeah, about it and exactly. i was like oh maybe they're right like mm-hmm. why aren't i getting married why aren't i having this type of job with this type of income mm-hmm. like why don't i have an, a car why don't i I mean, obviously, I can't move out, so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But like things like that, and you, and obviously, you know, comparison is such a thief of joy. Mm. And I feel like everybody does it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't compare myself. Now you do. Yeah. But now I've I've changed my outlook, and I compare myself to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, where do I want to be? Yeah. What like everyone is in your you're all in your own lane. Mm-hmm. You're not comparing or competing with anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's easier said than done, but don't like try not to compare yourself in any way to another person and Mm -hmm. social media does not help with that no not at all and that's why i like i I avoid social media like i don't avoid it um limit your time on it. i limit my time on it and now thankfully with the like perspective that i have Mm -hmm. i can see other people's you know what they have and all those things is not really it doesn't affect it doesn't affect me as much but early on i realized how much it would affect me so Mm -hmm. i just stopped did you uh, notice like consuming it <laughs> when you take those social media breaks or if you're just mm-hmm. like taking a couple steps back yeah do you feel like you're happier you're yeah, more content definitely. yeah because yeah. especially like uh around the time where uh, i think it was even around the same time where i had like that second sort of rock bottom thing uh that was the time where a lot of people were starting to graduate from university mm-hmm and get those like really nice jobs or not even just jobs just you know you see the graduation photos and you realize okay i didn't graduate and like you see all your parents are looking at the photos or looking at the photos or <laughs> they're talking about oh this person graduated from here yeah what are they doing now and then when you hear all that stuff it can get to you right so yeah, even yeah. even if it's not material things just seeing that other people are doing things that you felt like your parents wanted you to do as well can also put you in a like a negative state I mean, your mind in a mind in a negative state. Even in that sense, mm-hmm. though, people will only share the wins. Yeah. You think they're going to say, oh, yeah, my son failed out of his class. Like he failed this course. Yeah. He has to repeat it in summer school. Like mm-hmm. no one will ever talk about the struggles. They'll only ever talk about mm-hmm. the wins. And it's like if only life was that easy where we only had wins. Yeah. Then we wouldn't appreciate them as much. Yeah. You need to have the lows in order to appreciate the highs, Definitely. you know. So just remember, guys, whatever's on social media, it's literally a highlight reel. Mm hmm. That's like, a big part of it. Like, in, in, in like you mentioned, you graduated, but you were definitely like I didn't. I wasn't happy. Yeah, you weren't happy. A lot of people you might be seeing. I'm not saying that they're not happy. I'm just saying like <laughs> to give you some perspective. Those mm. people who are posting those things, they they look happy. Their family looks happy, but mm. they personally might not feel like the worst. This is the worst time of their life. Yeah, I, I fully posted pictures and I was like, yeah, I graduated, but mm-hmm. I was like. Amir, it was a dark time. Mm-hmm. You never know dark, what a person is going through. Oh, 100%. And that's why I always make sure to treat people like mm-hmm. uh, nicely. Like even in, even if a person is being negative towards you or treating you with bad manners, I try yeah. and at least treat them with better manners. Right. And um, at least not stoop down to their level. Right. Because you never know. Like the day before, if especially if there's someone you don't normally know, the day before, maybe like someone in their family passed away. Mm-hmm. And they're just not in a good mood. They might It might not be like an excuse for why they're acting like that. Right. But... Uh, at least you can kind of understand why they might be acting like that. And and mm. maybe you being positive or being uh, 
good towards that person yeah might uh i don't know change their mindset on what's going on and maybe make them more positive or treat the next person they speak to in a more positive way because of that interaction that you had with them like think about it when you've had like a bad day Mm -hmm. and if like say for example you're having a bad morning you're late Mm -hmm. for work you're now in the drive-thru for tim hortons yeah and the car in front of you tells the the drive-thru person like hey pay for the like i'm gonna pay for the guy behind me imagine Mm -hmm. and you pull up and the lady says oh the person in front of you paid for your drink Mm -hmm. your day would be made yeah and then you instantly your bad day just disappears Mm -hmm. so it's like you know it doesn't kill to be kind to people i'm not saying that you specifically but in general (laughs) like whoever is listening to this it doesn't kill to be kind to people because you never know what they're going through Mm -hmm. and one act of kindness could literally change not only someone's day but sometimes someone's life Mm -hmm. like you never know the impact you have on people and it's it's crazy that not everyone really gets that like sometimes you have to be in that position Mm -hmm. and it has to be done to you in order for like you know for you to be like wow that's you know yeah this person did this for me and yeah leading by example yeah you see someone else yeah uh doing something it might change perspective and be like okay mm. well like you know maybe it, maybe i uh by being more positive it might change i don't know my life direction or like but it makes you happier too oh yeah exactly yeah it'll bring up your own mood yeah like they say what do they say when you when you smile even if you're feeling oh yeah sad whatever you, it'll naturally <laughs> you naturally feel happy start, start to feel more happier over mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of it is just perspective and just making sure be kind yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's and now, so we, we were talking about like uh hitting rock bottom mm-hmm. due to like pressures and things going on in our life mm-hmm. but like how where do you think you would be if you didn't have any pressure in life if if you didn't have those pressures of going to university right away do you think you'd be more successful in life i think that if i didn't have those pressures i w- mm-hmm. i would i would hope anyway that mm-hmm. i i wouldn't be as afraid to take risks mm-hmm. but i also feel like those pressures and that discomfort, that uncomfortable feeling Mm -hmm. is what pushed me to like eventually get to this point. Mm -hmm. Because when I hit rock bottom after my relationship ended, Mm -hmm. I was uncomfortable because I I couldn't like, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I literally felt very lost in life. And that discomfort is what forced me, like I wanted it to change. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I had to, it took me some time to like find my footing because I didn't know where I was going. (laughs) But once I did, Mm-hmm. I had a clear vision in my head, like this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and I'm going to accomplish it mm-hmm. by any means necessary. Yeah. So there, there's that saying, and I know it's cliche whenever we're saying sometimes, but nothing good comes out of the comfort zone. Mm. And when you don't have any pressures and you're not afraid to take risks to yeah. do something that interests you, like yeah, sometimes it might be seen as like unconventional, like you're doing something that people wouldn't normally do, yeah. and then you know in our community people will talk about you if you're not following the line (laughs) yeah so if there were no pressures i think do i think like we would be happier maybe Mm -hmm. maybe i think we'd be a lot more carefree Mm -hmm. i think now we're at a point where we we really have to put thought behind every everything that we do yeah and with reason yeah makes sense why Mm -hmm. um but like i can't even imagine being carefree to that like where i'm just doing whatever i want yeah like i think there was one where there's like some dude who just graduated high school and he told his parents, like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, travel around Europe and, like, India and stuff for just a year or so just to figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Where'd the same person. Money? That was the same person who actually created the GoPro. 
Oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> really? He went. He went. He went from like Australia to all over. He, no, he's yeah. He's going from Australia, not all Europe, but like Australia and like India and stuff. And he's surfing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, you know what? While he's just like chilling, he's like, you know, I, I wish I could just feel myself. And then he created the GoPro be, to be wow. like waterproof and filming for him. But I feel like that's just one of the exceptions. But generally, I feel like pressure, like they say, you know, pressure creates diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. So pressure can actually be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I used to think about it in a negative way. And I used to think that uh, for my question earlier. But it's good pressure. Yeah. Not the negative pressure. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I'm not trying to like hate on our parents in any way whatsoever because mm-hmm. they pressure us rightfully so. They mm-hmm. they sacrifice their lives. Mm-hmm. They came here with nothing. Yeah. And a lot of our parents, mashallah, like on minimum wage jobs, mm-hmm. bought property. Mm-hmm. They raised us all. None of us are in debt. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I hope not anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about the school debt, okay? But mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not worrying about our next meal. Mm-hmm. We have new clothes every year, every Eid, every whatever. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, we are so blessed in that sense. Yeah. And our parents did that from nothing. Mm-hmm. And so they obviously they're going to they're gonna have higher expectations because we were born here. Yeah. We speak the language. We have a chance, as they like to say. Like, you mm-hmm. guys have a chance. You can yeah. go to school. It's an equal opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. And so I understand it in that aspect. So I have to commend them and mm-hmm. I respect that they put this pressure on us. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not just pressure because I don't think any p- parent truly puts that negative pressure on on us Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like they it's also mean to put it in a negative way yeah but it's also like society yeah like our our community Mm -hmm. and then you're comparing your child with your friend's child yeah oh my child got a 4.0 gpa Mm -hmm. or whatever you know what i mean and then you're like oh what's your gpa Mm -hmm. you know they come and question you and and that that's the one thing i don't like about our community is Mm -hmm. how they compare Mm-hmm. like just don't compare yeah everyone's in their own lane let like if your kid got a four point like good for them mm-hmm. that's amazing by the way kids your gpa does not matter it really at, doesn't at all after university you could unless be book smart going, okay but you could be dumb as hell yeah. on the streets <laughs> unless you're going to like uh gr- what is it grad uh, what's the next grad thing school grad school exactly yeah whatever it doesn't I guess really it matters matter. for that but like in general just because you're good at school doesn't mean doesn't make you a smart person yeah i'm just saying mm-hmm there are definitely a lot of people out there who have all the book smarts, but no street smarts. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. And like those are the people who, who ironically are the ones who are struggling to find certain jobs because even though you have all these book smarts, mm-hmm. if you're not good in the interview room, they can't right. see themselves working with you unless it's like something where it's more uh, on the um, IT side, like yeah. if you're programming or doing something where it doesn't require a lot of like interaction <laughs> or group work. <laughs> right. But nowadays, a lot of the jobs that you're working with require some type of um, group work or what do you call like it when you're collaborative. working with Collaboration, exactly. Mm. So they're going to be looking for those communication skills. See if you're like sociable with the people. Yeah. And those are not skills that you learn. Well, you can learn them in school. Um but it depends on exactly which groups you're kind of hanging out with, right? It, right. Yeah. And if if you are hanging out with groups. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean, I get it. Sometimes people are just naturally very to themselves and yeah. they're introverted. But like nothing good comes out of the comfort zone. Go mm-hmm. hang out with people that you haven't like spoken to before. And I, and I know that our community is so small and a lot of us already know each mm-hmm. other. Um, And once we once, you know, the COVID restrictions are lifted and we're able to to like travel and stuff mm-hmm. i'm sure when we have like the next kubba i, I think 
this is my hope mm-hmm. i hope that people are more open to like getting to know each other mm-hmm. and just like you know networking amongst our, our own community and mm-hmm. outside of that too yeah definitely so let's um that's gonna be interesting like after yeah. three years of not seeing people because i don't know it, i don't know if it would change how sociable you are like people especially in covid for a lot of people um you think their social meter has been affected yeah i feel mm-hmm. like it might have stripped a lot of at least the younger people of those like social development years mm-hmm. especially for high school yeah yeah like you're you're at this point at least it's maybe two years or two school years kind yeah, of yeah. where people are missing out on that, especially when they miss out on like graduation and like, I know like, I feel like grade 12 was a big part of where you learned. I, I feel like I changed a lot in grade 12 because at that point you're kind of figured out school. Yeah. So it's a lot more social <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's that you're so doing. true. Yeah. That's you filled, you true. figured out the game at that point. Yeah. And you're kind of just moving on from there. You're chilling. Like you are at that point, you might already be in university by like, I think it's by like January, February. You already know you're going to the next school. Yeah. You just have to make sure you get, Oh like no, you apply, grades. you apply in January, February, don't you? I don't remember. I, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, it's been so long. I can't remember now. <laughs> We're aging ourselves at this yeah. point. <laughs> but I really don't remember. Like when do you isn't it january that you apply and then you find out by like march april is it or was it september like do you apply in november i thought you like applied in like november and got it by like february or something and then you just have to keep your gpa above like a certain point after that oh damn it's been really long i actually <laughs> I, I wish i could remember but i don't well i don't even remember honestly i 100 don't rem- remember when i graduate high school what year do you remember what year Two. 2010 10 or 2009 i don't know 2010 was it 2010 because that's yeah that's when we started university 2010 11 years ago man stop it (laughs) 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 oh my god yeah because you were i was 17 when i graduated high school Mm -hmm. and i'm 28 now oh my god Uh, uh, I don't want to think about that. Forget it. Change topic. I'm done. I don't want to remember. Well, <laughs> honestly, actually, no. This is a good thing. You know, I feel like I've learned a lot since then. Like I'm a very oh, different yeah. person from then. Yeah. I think. W- do you think 17 year old you mm-hmm. would have liked the 28 year old you? Yeah, definitely. Well, 17 year old me was like scrawny. <laughs> wasn't really very sociable. I think you were. Was I? Like I, I, I was so. like within us, but like yeah. not like in general. Mm. Yeah, like uh, I wasn't a very good public speaker. Mm. I got nervous a lot. Yeah, I I still had a lot of growing to do, and and it showed because like in when I went into university, I wasn't prepared. You know, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't like you what I was doing. You and me both, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> to the point where I left. I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> See, that's the difference between me and you. You mm-hmm. you had the courage to leave. I mm-hmm. didn't have the courage to leave. I mm-hmm. was like. I'm just gonna suffer. Well, I had the I had the courage, and also they're like, "Yo, if you don't get your GPA above a certain <laughs> point, you're gone, bro." <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. To answer my own question, I would mm-hmm. say, yeah, I would be really proud, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like uh, you know, naturally, if you're not growing as a person over time, then you gotta you gotta reevaluate your life, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're the same person you were even five years ago, I feel you should. Oh continue to evolve like and do you feel like this is the same i don't know because we're not that age yet but do mm. you feel like even as you get old you should continue to evolve as a person absolutely even into your 40s your 50s absolutely i think mm-hmm. we have okay so i was actually talking about this with with um, one of my friends mm-hmm. and it was like 
I honestly, I was so shook by the conversation mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. so we, we brought up, do you remember um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Do you remember no. learning that in psychology? Okay, so there's I never guy. took psychology, remember? Oh, okay. So there's a psychologist, Abraham mm-hmm. Maslow. I can't yeah. believe I remember his name. I said <laughs> smart. Wow, okay. <laughs> that's a university degree mm, going that's into, a university into effect. Degree. You see that, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, so he had this theory that there's this hierarchy of needs. It was like a, pyra- a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Like every human being strives to achieve yeah. these goals. Uh, yeah. Sorry, these uh, needs. Yeah. Um, so it starts off with like the basic, you know, like shelter, safety, food. And then it starts to go up with like, um, let me just Google it real quick because I don't remember the Come details. On now. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Was it Maslow's hierarchy? That's ironic. Literally, I opened my phone and the first thing that popped was Instagram with a graduation post. Oh no way! Our phones <laughs> are listening to us. Okay, I got it here. Okay, so it starts off with uh, physiological needs. So like mm-hmm. you know, food, air, water, yeah. etc., shelter. Um, or sorry, no. Yeah, shelter. And then it goes up to um, safety needs, like security and safety. Mm -hmm. Then it goes up to psychological needs, so belongingness and love needs. So, you Mm -hmm. know, you need, like, uh, relationships, family, friends, etc. It then goes up the fourth level, Mm -hmm. esteem needs. So, you know, prestige, feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. And then there's this top tier level it's called self-actualization actualization mm-hmm. where you feel like you are now knowing yourself you you understand mm-hmm. your purpose in life mm-hmm. and when i was talking to my friend she was saying like a lot of our parents they their focus was the basic needs the bottom two mm-hmm. and we have the luxury to like really say who am i work on those what next is my levels. purpose yeah. yeah and i was mm-hmm. like wow mm-hmm. like wow <laughs> yeah was, you know what i mean like we don't even i think we took that part for granted mm-hmm. and it is kind of um it's, it's sort of kind of like a sad thing because like once you do go through that self-actualization and then you start to see in other people who haven't gone through it yet yeah you're like oh yeah so much to learn if you have that savior complex you're like come let me help yeah <laughs> that's me <laughs> that's why we started the podcast guys <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's why we're here <laughs> yeah because you definitely start to notice it once you are reached that level yeah uh, of course, you're still working on yourself, but at least you can notice it more yeah. in other people as well as you interact with them. And even now, I find that I'm like mm-hmm. asking my parents these questions like, mm-hmm. what's your purpose in life? And mm-hmm. they look at me and they're like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? What's our purpose? And, you know, for me, I connected it uh, religiously speaking. Mm-hmm. We we know our purpose in life. Yeah. That and that question is answered. Mm-hmm. But it's like, aside from that, what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for our parents who maybe never had that opportunity it's like mm-hmm. now where we are quote-unquote established yeah their children are now established yeah. we have our jobs we're we're able to support ourselves yeah, we have rsps tfsa's i know right <laughs> look at us adulting um now i kind of i'm turning back to them like hey mm-hmm. let's get you guys up to speed now too mm-hmm. um, and i think that's one thing that we should really do for our parents because mm-hmm. they all they're thinking of is like survival survival (laughs) they're in survival mode Mm -hmm. but for like 50 years like Mm -hmm. come on catch a break like cut yourself some slack you did amazing Mm -hmm. mashallah like may allah reward our parents and really you know hopefully they're pleased with us and Mm -hmm. and how we give back to them because there is no way Mm -hmm. like sometimes i think back like when my mom and dad were my age like Mm -hmm. they had two kids and they're about to purchase their first home. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's, it's so crazy to me and I'm just here chilling like, yeah, rent free. 
<laughs> so it's it's amazing to me mm-hmm. and i feel like part of that self-actualization journey for me mm-hmm. is also like um spreading that to the people around me in my circle yeah like whether it's you guys my cousins my mm-hmm. f- close friends my parents my siblings yeah. or sibling sibling <laughs> <laughs> and you <laughs> yeah um but yeah like that that was just something that i had to share yeah it's definitely I, I i think we can probably end it off on that but mm. yeah it's definitely like um something we hope we can spread to other people and they can yeah. be more aware of it now yeah. i wish i could give some like literature for i know maybe I can't. things they can like the only thing that i can that i've mentioned before was like the emotional i was just gonna book. say yeah. that <laughs> i was just gonna say that uh that was one book i read um if I ever think of more, I'll, I'll probably mention them in future podcasts. I've been looking ongoing. for, yeah, like I've been mm-hmm. looking for, um, I mean, there's different ways to get to know yourself. Like mm-hmm. there's so many aspects yeah. to who we are. Mm-hmm. Like you want to get to know yourself um, in terms of your strengths, your weaknesses in mm-hmm. every aspect and all different types of relationships, mm-hmm. what you're good at, your hobbies, what you're not good at, how mm-hmm. to overcome. You know, th- there's there's so much to learn Yeah, about us, you know? Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, um, did you have anything else to... No, I'm going to end it off there. I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Sada's made us some food today. (laughs) And chicken. (laughs) So we're going to be chowing down on that in a few minutes here. But um, yeah, hopefully you guys learned a lot from what we spoke about today and uh, can take, at least relate to some of our experiences. Yeah, I'm excited to like Mm -hmm. carry on this conversation. Yeah outside of the podcast because um, everybody has a different story right but yeah like rock bottom mm-hmm. looks different for everyone like just because we shared our experiences doesn't mean mm-hmm. like if you had a different rock bottom that's okay mm-hmm. it's totally acceptable like everyone's rock bottom is going to look different mm-hmm. you know so um if you are struggling to maybe find a way up mm-hmm. we got you we will extend our arms out we'll mm-hmm. pull you up mm-hmm. um you know we're not professionals in any way whatsoever yep. just throwing that out you there you shoot me a message i might you know but, but then again uh like sarah knows there is a three to five day waiting period <laughs> for my messages <laughs> i message am still the, the cousin connection <laughs> I, I do reply like a light skin no colors <laughs> wow <in> <laughs> you really just said that but we ain't about on we ain't about that colors <laughs> just so y'all can relate <laughs> i can't believe you just said that <laughs> uh but yeah uh we're just gonna end it there um my name's amir my name is sara you can follow our podcast at cousin connection pod on instagram follow sara at ali sara underscore underscore wow did i get it right you can follow me at amir's was amir was taken on instagram as well and uh yeah have a good rest of your week people bye, bye. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.